Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Hope you guys are doing really well. I want to talk to you today about the importance of being willing to change if you expect Christianity to work for you. Because I think there's this kind of misconception that Christianity is going to change the circumstances around you. And you just kind of have to sign up for it and everything's going to go right in your life. And that's not really it, okay? There are are two kinds of people who come to Christianity. The ones who come... And they're willing to change themselves. They realize that some, they're just not doing something right. Something's wrong inside them and they want to change. Okay. Those are the ones Christianity works for. Then there are people who have these exterior problems where they're never the cause of their own problem. Okay. But it's just sort of these exterior things. This person's too annoying. My husband's too much like this. My boss is too much like that. The traffic is too heavy, whatever. And they're kind of expecting God to fix all these situations instead of fixing themselves. That's the kind of person Christianity doesn't work for because that's the kind of person who uh, doesn't understand what it's about, okay? Christianity is not about God fixing all of these circumstances around you. It's about him using those circumstances to fix you. That's not to say that you won't have victory, okay, over certain things, absolutely. But God uses these challenges to get you to understand that you have to improve, that you have to do better, okay? And look, we all know people. We all know people who are just wholly incapable of ever admitting that they are the problem. In fact, if I had to title this message, it might be perhaps you are the problem, okay? Because we see people all the time who leave Christianity and they say Christianity is this, Christianity is that. And I just say to myself, what about you? Maybe you're the problem. Now, I'm a lawyer, okay? And so I deal all the time with people who have problems, Okay. Nobody comes to a lawyer because things are going well in their lives, right? That just doesn't happen. Maybe they go to a financial planner because of that. They come to me because they've got problems. And a lot of times, these people are the cause of their own problems. Okay. I can just tell you that in in all candor without uh, breaking any confidences. I see divorces where I can tell pretty quickly that the person sitting in front of me is the reason the marriage failed. And there are times, as God is my witness, people will blame me for the failure of like a 30-year marriage that I had nothing to do with. You've come to me because your wife served you with divorce papers. I wasn't the cause of that, I promise you, okay? And yet somehow they try to turn it into this being my fault because it with some people, everything is always everyone else's fault. And the moment you enter that person's orbit, you become part of everyone else. I mean, I've had people, they say they'll they'll say things like, uh, well, you know, criminal cases. Well, the police shouldn't have been there. Really. You were dealing drugs in public on a street corner and it's, you're, you're in trouble now because it's the police officer's fault because he saw you. Or, or how about, uh, or, well, I, I don't know why the police officer arrested me for, I don't know, driving drunk. I mean, after all, I made it home safely. It's like, okay, so again, th- this isn't your fault for getting drunk and getting behind the wheel. It's the police officer's fault, right? Listen, people like that, people, people like that really need to kind of adjust their perspective on life. I tell you, I think I told you this. I forget. I interviewed this woman one time. Listen to this. I'll never forget this for as long as I live. Okay. I was, I was hiring for a paralegal position. 
And I, I, this woman had on her resume the six different paralegal positions she had held. And I was like, oh, good. This person's very experienced. Well, silly me, it should have occurred to me that since someone's had six jobs in the span of like 10 years, that maybe it wasn't that they were very experienced, it was that they couldn't keep a job, right? And so I remember interviewing this person and I w- went kind of in reverse chronological order and I said, okay, well, I see you, you recently worked for uh, John so-and-so, whatever his name was. I said, well, how was that? She said, well, that guy was crazy. He was crazy. He was mean. He would always yell at me. I was like, okay, okay, fine. Well, what about this other person here you, you worked for before him? Oh, he was mean too. He'd always yell. He was always mad at me. He was always angry. He was he was crazy also. It's like, okay. And what about this the person before him? Same thing. I went down this whole list. Then I went into the – those were like small fl- firms she worked at. Then she had worked at bigger firms before that. And I said, well, what about working at this firm? And she said, oh, yeah, I was there for a few months and they downsized and let me go. Okay, what about this one? Same thing. What about that one? Same thing. I said, well – and guys – as God is my witness, I was not doing this to make this person feel uncomfortable. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't doing this to judge this person. I'm trying to hire this person. I'm trying to find something. I brought her in. I'm spending my time here. I'm trying to give her a reason for me to hire her. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Doesn't it strike you as odd that every time that everyone you work for here says, you're, you know, you, you find that they're angry at you all the time and they're crazy. And, and every time one of the larger companies downsizes, uh, you're the first one to get fired. And you know what she said to me? She said, well, no, this one over here, which was like fifth on the list or something, she said, no, they didn't fire me. Uh, they just said they were going in a different direction. And when I asked if I could come in that direction, they said no, but I wasn't fired. Okay. <laughs> that is someone who is oblivious to the fact that she is probably the problem. Okay. It's like, what is the constant here and what are the variables? The constant is you and you keep getting fired. It's like these people who say, oh, I can't, I, I can't find anybody. You know, I've been in – you know, 15 medium term relationships in the last 10 years, and I just can't find the good ones. I'm like, okay, maybe everybody you've dated has serious issues. Maybe there's compatibility problems. Maybe. Let's put that in the maybe category. But what is the one constant in each of those relationships, right? It's you. And so either one of two things is happening. Either you're just choosing the wrong people at the outset, or some of these are actually the right people, and you're just messing the relationship up. Okay. Either way, you've got to change something you're doing. Well, it's the same thing with Christianity. Christianity is a great faith. Okay. It absolutely is, but it doesn't promise that it's going to make your life better. It promises that's going to make you better first. That's how your life gets better. Okay. You have to ask God into your heart. You have to be willing to change. You have to recognize I am the problem. I need to be conformed to Christ. That's why the Bible says one of the prayers, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Okay. The Bible has a lot of great promises, but the promises are always followed by the whosoever clauses, right? It's like, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay. It's about changing you. When Jesus says, I want you to abide in me and me to abide in you, what he's saying is, I want you to get rid of the old person, the old person who's crucified on the cross, recognizing, okay, that you you need to change and replace you with me. And the people who get the most out of Christianity, without a doubt, without a doubt, are the ones who free themselves from themselves, the ones who say, God, take over my life, okay? Going back to the original example, God is not going to get rid of traffic problems, 
Okay, if traffic is annoying you, which by the way is a really minor thing, and I hate you know these poor people. Uh, I hate how the devil is just so easily able to get them out of their joy with something as silly as traffic. God's not God is not a magician where you get stuck in traffic and you say, God, make that go away, abracadabra in Jesus' name. That's not how it works. Okay, he's not going to solve your traffic problems. He's going to solve your impatience problem. Okay, he's probably not going to stop your spouse from chewing loudly. He's going to stop you from overreacting to it. And that's okay? not anything directed towards me. No, either. it's absolutely not. You know, she's <laughs> magnificent and everything. But the point is this. You know, we see people all the time who leave the faith and they always – by the way, no one – have you ever noticed nobody can ever leave Christianity quietly? It's always like they always got to flounce and bounce. It's like on Facebook how everyone – people, certain people on Facebook can't just delete you. They got to act like the Old Testament god of Facebook like banishing you from their page or something. It's like you want to leave. There's the door. Go. You don't have to like put out a press release. Okay. Okay? But the thing of it is, what you know, nine times out of ten when I see these people leaving, what I see them saying, if you kind of read between the lines, is, you know, I I didn't have to change. I'm not the problem. Things around me that should have changed didn't change. It's like, no, you are missing the point entirely, man. You're missing the point entirely. Christianity is not about changing the circumstances so much as it is changing you so that you can better deal with the circumstances. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers them from all, okay? He uses those afflictions to make us better. And yes, you're, there are definitely going to be times where someone is sick and you pray for a miracle and you get a miracle because that's kind of beyond what you can do. I get it. There's definitely times you definitely, Chris and I prayed in a house. We got a house. I prayed to find my spouse and I found her. I prayed for, you know, blessings and increase. I pray for all those things. And absolutely, I pray with expectation, sure. But more than that, more than that, you got to understand, I pray for God to change me. When I was praying for Kristen, I also had a lot of things in myself I had to pray for to change also, okay? So the point is simply this, guys. I'm not here to tell you that uh, Christianity is is something that's going to be automated. Now, it's not, that, it's not something that's supposed to be difficult either. Jesus says, my burden is easy. My yoke is light, okay? But as the Bible says also, faith without works is dead, okay? You have to be willing to not only do the work, but let God do the work through you, and then you'll start to get something out of Christianity. Otherwise, honestly, um, you know, all these videos that we're doing, you know, all the all the you know, things you read in the Bible and stuff like that, I mean, it's it's all great, but unless you're willing to let God change you, you're never going to advance, okay? Now, maybe that's you, and maybe that's just someone you know who is saying, you know, I went to church and never got anything out of it, okay? Then you, you can use the same message on them, but my point is simply this, Christianity is not so much about changing circumstances, although we definitely believe in a miracle-working God. First and foremost is understanding that God often is using circumstances to change you. That's my message today. Woo! Wasn't that good, guys? That was good. That was, I mean, all of, everything you say is good, but that was, that was really good. Well, you know what actually I was thinking about, actually, because you mentioned yesterday Kristen sells beauty products, and you, you try to help other people, you know, get them involved also. And sometimes, the, you know, they'll start working for you, and they'll say, well, this just doesn't work for me. And what they're really saying is they don't want to put in the work, right, to actually make the money. They just kind of expect the product to sell itself and they just, you know, open up their bank account every day and they see more money in it somehow. It's like, no, you got to take the product and you got to go sell it. Well, Christianity is the same thing. You don't just show up to church and sit there, go like this and look at your watch and say, well, you know, my life still stinks because that's – it probably still will. So if you're not – you have to understand that Christianity is not about changing other people and other circumstances. It's about changing you. The that's, end. that's 
that's right. That's right. And when you said that, I was so impressed because that's something we, we talked about at our training um, and it, through Mary Kay. So it's so funny because you said to me, it doesn't work for you. You have to work for it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, he, he's so, so impressive that he knows that. Um, but what I was thinking is a couple of things. People always say, you know, I think you've heard of that. I forget the person who said it first, but I found the enemy. He is me. That that we have seen that, the enemy, and he is us. Yes. Okay. That <laughs> we've met the enemy, and he is us. Um, that whole adage of sometimes, like you say, yes, the enemy is real. Uh, we do have an enemy of our souls, and and that is definitely true. But like you said about changing yourself, God has called us to change. We blame things so much and on the enemy and. Yes, in a way it is because, you know, that, that goes to a deeper concept. But my point is you have to change yourself, just like you said. And you can either choose to be a victim or a victor. You know, there's a lot of people, there's that, that story about the guy who says the two brothers that had an alcoholic father. The one drank, the one didn't. The one that drank said, I'm an alcoholic because my father is an alcoholic. The other one said, I'm not an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. And it's all the way you choose to, you know, I know that people have had tough circumstances, tough things that, um, you know, maybe abusive childhood or whatever, but you can't, for your sake, you can't stay in that place. God didn't call you just to be labeled there and say, yep, oh, it's because she had this. Oh, it's because he had that. No, tell your story of victory and how God chose how you worked with God and and cooperated with the Holy Spirit to find forgiveness, find things, um, and don't blame it on what you went through. Choose to be the the victor in the circumstance. Amen. Absolutely. So awesome. I love that message. It was good. Oh, thank you. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, we got a couple of prayer requests. And um, thank you also for always your encouraging comments. We love that. So keep them coming. Do you want to do a general prayer for everyone first? That's a good idea. Go ahead. My goodness. All right. It's because I just turned 30. People, people didn't tune in to hear me talk. I promise. I tuned in for you to pray oh, over them. No, they it's not, it's the, the name of the show is not Jordan and Kristen talk at you. It's Jordan and Kristen pray for you. So go <laughs> ahead. like he said talk at you instead yeah. of talk for you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that word from Jordan. God, thank you for the fact that you, we are victors through you, God. We are more than conquerors through Christ. I do pray for what's going on in our world where you seem to see people just totally deny you and turn from your faith. And I can't imagine how hurt that makes you feel, Lord, how how that just burdens your heart. And I'm sorry for that, God. But as for me and my house, mm-hmm. we will serve the Lord. And as for all of our listeners, we all make the pact, Lord, to tell you we love you with all of our heart and our soul. And God, our best on our own is is nothing compared to what you are, Lord. We cannot possibly repay you for all that you've given us. But God, by bringing our best to you, by worshiping you and saying, here I am, here's my life, that's all you ask of us, God. And you, you pour into us more than we could ever imagine. Thank you for your miracles. Thank you. I have seen your miracles. I know our listeners have seen your miracles. Jordan has seen your miracles. Thank you for those things that we come and ask. And you say you can pray for anything if you ask and believe. And if it's in your will, we will have it. And you have our best interests at heart. So if there's something we don't receive, you have something even better. So thank you for that. Thank you for the prayer. Lord, you answer every single prayer. And you hold every tear in your bottle. I pray for people right now who have been using their sad story, sob story, 
as an excuse to maintain a certain level. But today is a day of freedom and breakthrough. They're going to break through, Lord. We're all going to break through as in victory. We don't have to live. You are not that little girl anymore, ma'am. You are not that little boy anymore, sir. You can choose. You can choose to start a fresh start. You may feel like your family is broken. You may feel like restoration. How could it be restored? You can choose. The choice is yours. God lays before you that choice. And like Jordan said in the last episode, life and death. Choose life. Choose God. And he will make your path straight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. How many prayer requests? All right. I think we have about nine and we have a praise report. So go ahead. No, knock it out. All right. Kim says to pray for her and her family. Um, the brother and sister to come alongside and uh, defeat the plans of the enemy. Lord, we pray for Kim. We pray for her life, her family's life. God, come and do a new work in them. God, just I pray for your surrounding angels in that family in Jesus' name. And Shahid my, says, pray for my wife, has a um, stone in the gallbladder. In Jesus' name, we pray for complete healing. I pray for that body to line up with the will of God right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory. Good name. Uh, it says, pray for my family for protection and good health. Oh, Lord, show your glory to Glory's family, Lord, <laughs> and to their entire family and, and to entire legacy, Lord. Protect them, not just physically, but emotionally and through any spiritual warfare that they might be feeling, Lord. Right now, God, pray, bring your power, bring your peace, Jesus. Prasad says, pray, pray for freedom um, for women. Um, and the context of this is last episode, we talked about some things in the media and violence and violence against women. So uh, I join with you with that, Prasad. We pray for that. We pray for the betrayal um, in, in the media. We pray against human trafficking. We pray against just degreg- all the, all the, just, degradation of women and, and, and just, and children and, um, and people in general. Um, and for freedom for men too. Freedom, freedom, freedom in every single way. In Jesus name. Amen. For Jonas, who prays for my wife. uh, We're from Pakistan. We pray for their family, God. We pray for your peace and your power. And and that passes all understanding to guard their heart and mind. Gilbert need money for school fees. In Jesus name, you know what Gilbert needs, Lord. I pray for your provision, God. You are the richest father, not just with material wealth, but in every single way, provide for Gilbert. Musa says, uh, pray for my mother, my sister, and myself. Um, his name is uh, Moses, actually, another great biblical name. Um, pray for our own house, um, and we want a house, and we need income. Amen, Lord. We pray for a house and for income for Moses' family. In Jesus' name, we pray for your solutions. We pray for an idea to just spark. We pray for a divine con- connection, Lord. We pray for your divine provision over this family. And uh, Cos says, pray for my mother. In Jesus' name, we pray for Cos' mother to be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. And Bia says, pray for our ministry and our church, youth and adult ministry. Oh, I love that, Bia. Such a great thing to see the next generation changing for the Lord. We pray for Bia and her entire family, God, protect them and just let that ministry grow and grow. Just like the five loaves and the uh, two fish, Lord, just let that ministry flourish and, and multiply and blossom and many save for your kingdom in Jesus name. Amen. And we have a praise report. Oh, go Woo-hoo. ahead. Okay. Reza, 
who has been with us, I believe, since the beginning. Yeah, or, pretty much. Um, and I'm so delighted to hear this. She says she wants to thank and give high praise to God. He's never left her or forsaken her. Now she's with her kids and her family. After a long time, I went home. At praise God and thank you, Jesus, for your love. Amen. Amen, Riza. Thank you for sharing that with us. If you have a praise report, please share that with us because it encourages us. It encourages our listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all need that to be reminded of God's great things. So that's great, Riza. We're so happy for you. And we pray for more of God's Absolutely. blessing over your life. Absolutely. Want me to close this out? Absolutely. All right, guys. If you want to say the call of salvation, because I made Christianity so enticing, right? The first 10 minutes of this, I just made it so like, so easy, it's so easy. But check it out. Actually, like I said, if you take anything from what I said in the beginning, it should be, uh, what, what Jesus said, which is my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Okay. Change. It can actually be a good thing. And it feels actually pretty good to engage in self-improvement. And more than that, uh, to let God improve you and to let God take you to higher and higher levels. You know, actually real quick. There's a, a German philosopher, I guess he was German, um, named uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, and he was very critical of Christianity. In fact, maybe this should be a sermon uh, I give next time. And, and one of his criticisms, he, he said, you know, I, I can't believe you have this whole religion where you just spend your whole life living for the afterlife. Guys, that is not it at all. That's not it at all. Christianity, no. that's, I mean, that's the icing on the cake. That's great. And certainly I'd rather go to heaven than hell and it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait just to, just to, you know, have our perfect bodies and, mm-hmm. and, you know, not deal with sickness and death. And all. That's, I understand that. But Christianity is about having your best life now. Amen. Okay. Christian, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you you have to give up, you know, a good life to have the Christian yeah. life. I'm telling you, you have to give up all of the failures, all of the artificialness of the world in, for an authentic, fulfilling life. And so if that sounds interesting to you, it's very simple. All you got to do is repeat after me and actually mean it. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, guys. That's it. If you're committed to that, if you said those words and you're committed to it, then congratulations. Uh, You've started yourself down uh, down a really amazing path, a transformative path, uh, a path that's going to take you from... You know, I think sort of the, the, the junk food that the world has to offer into, um, into, into fullness and fulfillment and the most exciting dynamic life and the best version of yourself you can be. Amen. This Amen. guy is awesome. Thank you. Pray for us, by the way, guys. I got so much work I have to do and, you know, it's just, which is a blessing. I'm really happy about it because better have more work than less. Um, but I still need prayer to do it all because it's like, you know, there's this many hours in a day and I have this, you know, that many hours of work to do and it's it's a lot. So just, you know, keep us in your prayers. But, you know, also also very thankful to God for giving us as many clients as we have. That's right. Absolutely. Getting closer to getting married. So yes, excited. Ma'am. Yep. All right, guys. Well, listen, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll see you soon. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.